Okay, so what's the cheese podcast? We are back. Oh, uh, it's because I have to restart my computer because we had some technical difficulties earlier. Uh, today, we have Mark Lurkin on. How's it going, Mark? Hey, lads. How are things? Happy to be on the podcast finally. Uh, it, was a narrow, it was a narrow win in the polls, but uh, yeah. happy, happy to have come out the victor. Yeah, and... Uh, do you have anything to say to your voters first? I think the main thing to say to the voters is why, you <laughs> fools. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd, I'd want to give commiserations to, uh, to, firstly, to Jess Leonard, who I think is going to be a good, uh, a good uh, first, first female guest on the podcast. Mm, we're and, waiting, uh, we're waiting. <laughs> and, and also to Odongo, who'll be the first non-Russian on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Odongo almost caught up with you at the end. Uh, Get a few we, of the African boys throwing a few votes, I'd say. Yeah. If, if he shared it, if he had an Instagram, he could have an Instagram, we don't know. Uh, if he shared it, I think he would have got the few votes he needed to push on and beat your clerky, but unfortunately, he pulled the Mackie and didn't make an Instagram account. <laughs> well, you see, Odongo is actually probably more socially active on Rush people's news feeds than Mackie. <laughs> he is asking, like, sometimes he'd say stuff about, like, sending money, and sometimes, like, you know, it, it can be tough sending money over there. I know one of, one of the lads in DCU, who he, the guy he met, I think, might have tried to send money to him, and the person in the post office was like, just, just to let you know that what you're trying to send, it's not going to get to this guy, which is, like, it's tragic. But... uh you know, I suppose you're probably best going through a charity for that, but uh, it's a different thing. But Odongo would be like, oh, you can send the money through this. Then you go to a lad like Mackie, who was playing poker last week and said to Louis, would Louis take a tenner in an envelope sent to his house? <laughs> you know, so there's huge potential for Odongo once he gets over here. <laughs> I wonder, could we do a like Mackie Odongo trade? <laughs> that could be a big benefit for the town. Mackie's, Mackie's infamous Sony Ericsson against uh, I'd say Odongo probably has something better than the Sony Ericsson <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Mackie a lot of shit here Mackie's a good man don't think uh, I don't think they're ta- like well, obviously it's a bit of a I don't know if it's spread like seriously down there but it's definitely not taken as seriously in like uh, you know two meters apart and phases and all that which is understandable like you know I don't, don't, don't think the infrastructure is in place but uh yeah, pretty pretty rough situation. I, uh, I saw on uh, David, my brother, showed me a documentary on, or not even documentary, just a news segment. It was in Zimbabwe, and because people are in social distancing, they they hired these lads called the Massey Tribe, and uh, the Massey Tribe normally go around fighting animals like hyenas and stuff uh, from like eating livestock, but uh, they sent them around just whipping people who aren't social distancing. So now it's just like they're like the mafia of Zimbabwe, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I think that's something that could be taken in, you know, anywhere because <laughs> you have people like Gemma O'Doherty going around and uh, <laughs> who can't help but not social distance from each other, you know. And she isn't going to respond to words. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm disappointed uh, that Gemma hasn't, you know, spoken up on the show yet. I know it was like the second or third episode she was meant to give a, a speech. <laughs> Uh, now back then she had higher hopes of uh, achieving office but uh, it didn't really work out in her favour no it didn't unfortunately for a, apparently a thousand people in Rush was it a thousand or a hundred people in Rush had her she was first preference 
Jesus, that's a high number enough. I wonder. Uh, Just I, I, as a caveat, because I know Louis Ballard is going to comment on the first post or something like this. I did not vote for her. <laughs> I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Do you know anyone who did? I'd have my suspicions. I'd have my suspicions, <laughs> but 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 I, I I don't know anyone who's anyone who's voting for her is is cl- a closeted supporter. They're not openly saying unless they're outside the courts with a shield <laughs> and a, a big Bible or something. I don't know. They're they're mad, man. If anyone actually, if anyone's listening to this, uh, you probably turned off by now. But uh, if anyone's listening to this who knows how to report someone to the county council. Uh, I was uh, I was I was out running up the Whitestown Road the other day, and I seen that there's a Gemma O'Doherty poster that hasn't been taken down. Now it's in a ditch, but it hasn't been you know gotten rid of in the appropriate way. So like she could get fined a few hundred quid for it. Like if 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 she was to lose money because I was to report that, it would really make my day. So if anyone knows how to do that, please reach out to me. Uh, I would like to see her uh, pay a fine. See, Clerky, I see that's not up, so it could be argued uh, that, like, because it's not up, it's not out there and people can't see it. If someone put it up, you know, I'm not saying it'd be me, you, or Valo, you know. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say anything about it. Like, I suppose the argument could be made. I should be careful with what I say now because she's a highly litigious person. But uh, I, if, if someone, like, hypothetically could, like, even just with sellotape, put one of those posters back up on a pole I'd say she'd still incur the fine because you know it was there and that goes to say like the next time there's a general election I'd say there'll be another headbanger like her and maybe someone else could just stockpile a load of those posters <laughs> and they'll think oh all of my nutjob followers you know took the fucking uh, posters down but in actual fact they'd be back up and they'd be fined bits I'm sure <laughs> someone's done it in the past I'm not condoning it I would never do it myself but if anyone if, has any salad tape, please reach out to what's the cheese. <laughs> if anyone does do so, do, do such a movement, such an act, do not have put a hashtag what's the cheese on it as some kind of movement. All right, that, we didn't try and start this. No, put hashtag clerky on it. <laughs> on do you know what? Don't don't actually do that because uh, a similar incident happened in Rush Golf Club about two years ago, where uh, lads started a. Uh, doing graffiti on the trees saying clerking for pooter during a <laughs> during dur, dur, a pretty important year for the pooter cup when i i was uh i was bouncing back from a uh, throws of a 28 handicap uh but yeah no it's it's straight up graffiti don't you know i just because it's in rush doesn't mean i condone it don't be putting my name on especially jeb O'Doherty posters <laughs> so you're a man for starting movements then not 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 by my own like decision <laughs> it, it, it this it, with, with the pooter with the pooter it was all decided by a bunch of lads in the pool room one night and i think it was just because there was a bit of a, a rhythm to clerking for pooter a lot of lads lost money david included mm-hmm. uh betting on me because i i don't fucking shite uh, <laughs> but the price was there the price is what everyone was drawn to and at the high handicap it didn't really reflect you i didn't, I didn't feel if a drunk bookie is going to offer you 50 to 1 odds on anything I'd say take it yeah definitely like Aurora Bet would have fell to its knees and as a member of Aurora Bet I'd probably have paid the price for my own win 
<laughs> you know <laughs> but it's not all about money it's like winning stuff losing stuff it's it's the petty aspect you always got to live for lads do you know like aurora beck could have could have crashed if i won the pooter that year but if i was just able to you know i was a pretty high handicap losing to me for an awful lot of people in the golf club would have been embarrassing and i think i would have probably you know really got off on that who did you beat that year jesus uh that was the that was 2018 that was the year robbie farrell won i didn't i didn't beat many uh <laughs> i i i'd say the best game i had was a draw a draw with a uh, John Charters. I don't know if you want to bleep that out, lads. When I say, it, if you want to make that a consistent <laughs> thing in the show, uh, it was a draw with Charters on the ninth green, and all the boys were up in the balcony and that. Uh, and I'll t- I would have taken the draw then, but last last year I came third. Uh, there was a few tough games: Mark Langan, Maddie Butterly, Rob. Uh, you know, it, it was a tough one. I I lost to Bars Armstrong in the semi final, but I, I I that was the only year I could have done it. I think now handicaps being cut that the, the pooter is more of just something for me to watch and enjoy. Is there mm. any chance of it going ahead this year? Just what you reckon? The uh, opening up and all. The, the, the pooter committee have been speaking about it. You know, golf is one of the first things to be coming back, uh, thankfully. But, you know, it's still going to be oh, only X amount of people on a course at a time and there'll be gaps in tea times and you can't just have the young lads taking over. Uh, just because they have a made-up competition, they want to play like prestigious a competition. It is a prestigious competition, uh, but there, there's think how many people are looking to just do anything bar <laughs> walk the dog and play Warzone. So the, the, the golf courses are going to be packed with every member, never mind the young lads. But hopefully, hopefully in the latter half of the summer, uh, you know, touch wood, everything's going well. COVID was uh, the pooter should be kicking off. But uh, you know, you never know. Uncertain times, lads. Who would who would you say would win uh, the next year if it, or this year if it were to go ahead? Mm, who'd be hot favorite? Who? This was a question I sent in the mailbag to Mackie, and uh, you know, I, I I think I said who who do you think will win the pooter, and who do you want to win the pooter? <laughs> and uh, his first answer was like me and me, and I was like, ah, what a waste of a question. But no, he he he. He, he gave me a shout out. Uh, I think he could be wrong in that respect. I, I wouldn't say it's, it's a year for a novice. I think you could have a repeat offender. You might have, I think Mackie might take it again. Like the man works well under pressure. Uh, there's a few young lads that are coming into, coming into the pooter this year as well. Uh, I would, I, I'd like to see, I'd like to see maybe Kev Langan come true or, or Kev or Mark Langan. And uh, he was meant to be playing this year. I think we might be waiting until 2021. But I'd love to see Jack Bentley take the pooter. He's, actually... he's a keen supporter of the last three years. I'd like to see the men from the, the Langan-Bentley derby. I'd like to see one of them take the pooter some year. I would argue that uh, this is the year for a novice. Everyone coming back from not playing golf for a good while. People might be rusty coming back. Someone who's just starting up. I think it might be near for a novice. Someone new coming in. Maybe yeah. even your little brother. Jo- there, there's, there's scope for John. Uh, he's 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 somehow somehow we've nearly changed handicap and that he's gone out a bit. Uh, even though he's a better golfer than me, uh, I think he's purely playing for he's purely playing for enjoyment. Whereas I play to uh, either laugh at Louis or let Louis laugh at me, and it's 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 sort of self torture at this point. It's not even fun. But uh, 
But yeah, no, if, if, uh, if, John, if John was to knuckle down, uh, there's serious scope for him and a few other young lads. It'd be good to see a young lad win it as well. Yeah. I, say that, I say that as a 24-year-old, as if I'm 80. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to see one of the young lads win it. Yeah. Because uh, you love to laugh at Louis, did it kill you when he got the, was it the eagle on the fifth? Or sorry, eagle on the par five? I, I, w- I was happy for him. I, 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 was, I was happy when Ballard got the, the eagle on the fifth. And uh, the fact that every time we play that hole... Now, in fairness, he did go a little bit over the top on the course. Do you know? Okay. As a club man, you know, you can't really, can't really be at that. No. Uh, <laughs> like, and there's other things with Louis' game that need to be looked at. Like, he'd, he'd, he'll smash club. He's thrown clubs at me. <laughs> so... It, he, it, didn't, it, he didn't bring that up in the pod. <laughs> he's, 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 he, he's, a, he's a fiery sort, but... Uh, no, uh, it was good to see that every t- he said it himself. Every time we play that hole now, the fifth, we go, oh yeah, we're aiming for eagle territory. And you know, there's a there's a nice like sort of reference to the to golf itself, as opposed to the, all the other holes where there's always a separate gag. Like every time we go on the seventh, you know, one of us will mention Shan Walton because our old lad drove on that hole playing with my dad once, and for some reason we have to make reference to her and. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to get into what else uh, just be said, but yeah, it's it, it, that's far too pathetic for just lads trying to enjoy 18 holes, you know. And there's only nine holes on Rush Golf Course, and there's very few gags that you have. Out Gag, there. Gags, gags will repeat. So if you really don't like one of those gags, they're gonna. It's you. You better build calluses because they're gonna come back and haunt you uh, nine holes later. <laughs> Does that not get annoying after a while? The same. Say if you played like yeah, four times, four times in a week, you're hearing the same gag eight times. I I can't I can't be given out about it because like to be honest with you lads, I I am the the, the main perpetrator of <laughs> said gags. Uh, I it it is quite funny though. Like Louis and me will. Jesus, if, if you're not Louis, you're Kieran Egan listening to this. You're going to think this lad is just a fucking heat. Uh, but like Louis, Louis will listen in on the gags and he'll play along with them. Kiki will sometimes be playing seriously and just be like, come on, lads, just, like, just play. And then sometimes like, if there's a four ball, we'll have a fourth person. And you can tell if they like the gags or not, whether they'll play with you again. There's an awful lot of people who are like, no, nah, not a chance. This, this is, I'm not paying money for an annual membership for this shit. <laughs> Uh, and if you see the person isn't liking the gags, would that stop any of you from <laughs> making more gags? No, and ge- and generally, if there's a demand for less gags, uh, more gags will follow. <laughs> there's been there's been times where lads have been near winning, you know, club club opens, uh, cha- just competitions, and the gags have ruined it. Like I I stopped playing with Louis. Uh, this was soon. This was probably shortly after the. Uh, the ban on e- we had a ban on each other for a week after Hamburg, Sean. Which I know, I know the Hamburg's going to come up oh, at some point today. <laughs> yeah. We we'll talk we stopped, about that after. We we stopped we stopped playing together for a while. Uh, Kiki was down in Clonmel. Uh, I think it might have been around the time Louis moved to Dundrum, but we weren't playing together. And I started playing with a uh, uh, my old lad's four ball. I was taking my old lad's spot. So this is like men men fi- over fifty years old. All right. You know, all 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 gents. Uh, uh, none of them will be listening to this, but shout out to them. Uh, I started playing with them, and within about three months, uh, won the winter league. Jeez. And then I went back recently to playing with Louis, and I was absolutely shite. So, like, the correlation's there. 
And when Louis doesn't play with me, he's won comps. So it's, we're, you know, we're each other's worst, worst enemy. But it's, you know, you're playing for fun. Who would you say is the best person you play with? That's a tough one. I, I, I brought him up earlier on. I love playing with Kev Langan. Kev Langan plays aesthetic golf. He plays like he's on the tour. Like he'll, he'll hit a shot high and you'll just be like, it's, it's one of the few sports where you actually like playing with someone who's better than you. Uh, as someone who's been in um, an awful lot of sports and been the worst person on the fucking team, <laughs> it's, 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 good, it's good to actually enjoy watching the people who are better than you. Uh, so, you know, Kev is very good at it. You could see Kev's shot and be like, oh, if there was a tracer behind it, be like, whoa. Uh, whereas, you know, in Rush, an awful lot of the players will tend to be like, oh, they know how to play Rush. They're good, but they'll hit ugly shots that will get good results. Mackie and Rob, be, you know, prime examples of that. Uh, so it's, it's hard to say. Like, Mackie and Rob, excellent golfers. Aesthetically, definitely Kev Langan. Uh, and then, uh, then you have, like, lads in the club, like Thomas Fain, that he play off scratch, you know, there. I've never played with a pro or anything. Actually, no. No, no, I've never played with a pro or anything like that. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say probably you're in there with Kev Langan or Mackie. What, what, do you say, what do you say your handicap would be if you just didn't play, ever play with Louie again? And what do you think his handicap would be? Louis would... Louis, we'd both be lower. I st- from the period I stopped playing with Louis to when I started playing with him again, I had dropped about eight shots off my handicap. <laughs> That's a huge amount, isn't it? Well, it was from a quite a high one, so it's like the marginal uh, cut would be, oh, okay. would be tougher as it goes along. But... I, 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 I don't want the, it to ruin the gags. The, the main thing about the golf is the gags at this point. So we'll just have to try and find a solution. Maybe, you know, just, I don't know, if we don't talk to each other. We'll, have, we'll gag for nine holes and then play serious golf for the other nine. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to find a solution. Even if you were, he was on the hole ahead of you, do you think you'd just shout the gags at each other every day? Because it's not just talking. It's, it's looking at each other. Like, he, he, la- he laughs at me when I go up to putt. And if I hit a bad shot, he laughs at it. And then if I hit a good one that sinks it, which is like rarely enough, he laughs at that even more because it's so unlikely. And it just it gets it gets in my head. I I didn't let him for all of the 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 Pooter twenty nineteen, where I I I done somewhat well. I didn't let him watch the games. I used he used to threaten to come down, and I'd say I'm walking off the course if he shows up. It's I've said like nearly it's in my contract. He's not allowed to come down. And then I let him caddy for me once and he was actually helpful so it's like you know the other strike of balance i can't just have a ban on the man you let him caddy for you it's very very privileged way of putting it well you know like he was on rush turf and as a scary a former scary's harps player uh you know it's a privilege to be on such turf what did you make of his answers actually i thought his answers were very good i actually thought he gave a very good answer to the scary's harps question uh i don't know who asked that a huge there wasn't even a question like you said last week fellow that rant <laughs> yeah i'll put my hand up and say that wasn't me but i have a feeling i know who it was because they said parish and they <laughs> spoke osquelga a bit so two very good hints there yeah, yeah. huge hints <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah we'll uh we'll leave golf for a bit anyways and uh Mark, you're a you're a madman for traveling. 
You've pretty much nearly been. Someone said off. this about me. So I think Liam Costello said this about me. Or Rob, no, Rob said I was a travelled man. I'm not a traveller. You were. You were <laughs> not a traveller. Right. Let it be said on the show. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing or anything, but you're no, well travelled. No, not, not at all. Not at all. Nothing wrong. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, what's going you said earlier Hamburg. What, what do you uh, remember of Hamburg, the mystery tour? Do you know, I, I, I remember about the mystery tour that I actually knew where we were going before we went. Uh, because what happened? I had, a, I had something at work and uh, they were kind enough to lo- not let me take the Friday off. So I had to just go. I had to just have the fr- Saturday and the Sunday. So I had to ask Rob, where is it? And I'll book the flights. And I, I knew it was Hamburg about two months in advance. Uh, and that's why I showed up on the Saturday thinking, all right, it's Saturday morning. I suppose the lads might be going for breakfast or, you know, we might just go have a few pints or something like that. I showed up at about 11 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday in Hamburg. And it was like, it was like, you know, it was like that fella in Japan who went to work and then came back to his gaff in Hiroshima and just seeing the entire town was like just devastated like as if he had seen some like horrible war crime there was there was men just lying on the floor screaming <laughs> screaming for water Do you know like it was it was a disaster now me and rob had a nice room that was that room was rel- basically untouched except when that one time the the dutch lads attacked it yeah uh, <laughs> and it was dutch lads uh, <laughs> but not me was this the same lad that broke the door and you're the only one who got a glimpse of him? I caught him when he was running away. <laughs> yeah. We never got a name. We never got a reg plate. But he, he, he was a serial uh, uh, door breaker. You could, tell, you could tell he was an expert in the field. But uh, the, G's room. G's room. Your room was still pretty bad, Shani, but the G, G and Simon's room was, was a sight to behold. That was fucking rough. Especially the shower, <laughs> like there was just bits of KFC skin in the shower. <laughs> it was just gross. <laughs> I I I don't know if I seen lads going into that bathroom holding a KFC. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know, and I don't know where the obsession with KFC came from. Like maybe KFC because it's like a regulated chain was like the only place we knew we won't mightn't get food poison because we went to a few other restaurants and they were all horrible. <laughs> yeah, everyone was just playing it safe wherever you went, just burger. <laughs> I thought I th- I thought Hamburg was like a really nice place. Do you know, like, you know, I'd been to Berlin and I thought all right, that's all right. You know, maybe Hamburg's like, and I, the Beatles went there. I thought it was like a really nice city. Uh you know, relatively new because it got blown to shreds. But uh <laughs> Like, and other people have told me it's nice. And then we went and I came back to people in work and that, and I said, oh, it was terrible. What were you saying? And they said, where were you? And I said, you know, the, the raper van. And they were like, you're a fool. <laughs> I, I, I think we were like in swords. If, it's like saying you went to Dublin and stayed in like, stay, stayed, in, in, stayed in a B, an Airbnb above Pizza Dog. Do you know? <laughs> That's probably accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. We didn't see any of the city. We just went to that same pub, Murphy's Irish Bar. The kitty system was a disgrace. That 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 was ter- that, like people just abused that system. <laughs> there was definitely a bit of corruption. I I think uh, we left with still some money in the kitty. Simo still has forty quid. 
Oh, so it's been remembered. I thought I just snuck off with it. I think it might have got spent at the Galway races, but but there there is forty quid owed to everyone who was there. Sorry what? to ratchet out Simo. <laughs> is it forty quid individually? Total, it, total, oh, total, total. You're, right. you're talking about grown men, all right? Men who are able to vote, ordering triple vodka and seven ups, <laughs> thinking that this is this gravy train's not going to stop. <laughs> And, but like it could be an hour gone and you're throwing another 50 into the pot 50's, so like, meant, 50's meant nothing <laughs> 50's meant nothing and there was, there was English there was English lads on stags like probably the wildest nights they're, they're going to have for their lives and they were looking at unnamed men drinking Guinness off the floor <laughs> in that pub thinking like what is going on here we're wearing, soft wearing a Pope scarf and a Pope hat <laughs> I forgot about the I forgot about the papal uh, clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure those papal clothes were worn to a Hooters. <laughs> rough, very rough. I remember actually because when we were, were in Hooters, like Hooters, they were always try to catch your attention up, but we just kept saying the same gags over and over again, and they couldn't get an order in. And they st- one of them, I think, shouted at you saying, can, can you please be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you're just like asking her about a red lamb. <laughs> oh, the red lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, that, was, that, was, that was the key uh, gag of that one. Yeah, she definitely wouldn't have known a man from the 1800s in, uh, in you know, Baldungan. Not a chance. <laughs> uh, but, Ballad, but, this joke is like 200 years old. If you want to try it on them, clearly. if you were to do, if you were to do Google, if you were to do like those Google search projections, you know where it's like, oh, how popular this search was on that day. The yeah. searches on this joke would have been like 1890 to maybe 1930 rush, like going up, and then nothing, and then that week and weekend in Hamburg shooting back up. <laughs> uh, not even that funny. Your man was ginger, and I think his surname was Lamb, and they just said, "You see a red light." It's it's it doesn't warrant even really <laughs> talking about, but. Uh, that 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 waitress didn't understand the joke at all. Uh, they were te- their service was terrible though. Yeah. We got the wrong meals. We got the wrong drinks. At least in Murphy's and KFC, we got what we ordered. Exactly, exactly. I I would describe Murphy's as a literal hole in the wall. There's like and there's surrounded. I think we're beside like a few skips because there's constant wasps all over the bar. They just kept having to swat. Yeah, there was flies everywhere. It, it, again, like not the. It, it was a, a. That that's why people, if they say, "Oh, you know, Shawnee or Mark or Valid, they're travelled men," like just because you go to shitholes, it it doesn't make you <laughs> bohemian or avant garde or anything like that. It makes you tick. Like, uh, but I love those trips. I want to go to places like Murphy's Bar all the time. <laughs> I'll I I'll happily. I was meant to be going away after exams at the end of the summer like a bit a three-week trip with lads from work and what we decided was the most petty option was we'd pick we'd go into railing so to speak and we'd pick three different holidays so one of the lads is a mad football fan and he was like we might stop in amsterdam or something and go to like an ajax game or they, they he'd work something out. he'd find a football match on mainland europe anyway on the continent uh <laughs> and then one of the other lads was probably going to do something i don't know whether it'd be like go to fucking prague or something like that i wanted to stop somewhere in maybe the algarve go to some pub like one called only fools and horses or just some kip irish bar go into your man drink there one evening and then say listen 
we spent a fair bit of money here tonight. I'll give you 200 quid right now if we show up tomorrow, have our breakfast here, and you just keep bringing out pints. And once we've run out of the 200, we'll give you another 200. Like, that's, 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 that's the dream for me. And, and yet somehow I'm getting this fucking tag of a culture vulture. <laughs> uh, has that happened before where you're just like out of bear and you just keep feeding them like you have an agreement? I done that at a, another uh, another Irish bar, yeah, in Prague. That uh, I'm pretty sure a, 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 an Irish bar it's very close to my hair. Like I tried, you, I tried to get you to get a picture outside of it for me, Shani, just to see it was still there. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, it was late. I think I had to go like move country after that day. Caffrey's Caffrey's in Prague uh, town square. If you're ever there, lads, it is about six times as expensive as any other bar <laughs> in Prague. And it's the same beer you'll get in any other bar in Prague, but they're just taking advantage of tick English lads and tick paddies going over. Like it, it's not because it's not for real Irish people. It's for it's for people who are like, oh, this is a nice Southern Irish bar, you know. <laughs> and we went there and we sat outside and just kept ordering rounds and rounds and rounds. And by the end of the holiday, I realized I I didn't spend. I did the the, the price of the pint wasn't fifty cent pint. It was the same as ten, the same as going to Walsh's. <laughs> I'm a fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And uh, I don't know more. One of your more culture trips would have been maybe your J one. Where'd you go? I, I I wanted to I wanted to actually address this. Uh, I don't know how you found that photo. Uh, if it's on my Facebook, I think that might have to get taken down. It I was. might have to get purged. <laughs> uh, but then I'm sort of feeding into what people who wear that hat like to do. Uh, you know, just just wipe stuff from history. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was in, uh, I was in Chicago back in uh, 2017, and uh, yeah, there was there was a MAGA hat bought. Uh, we didn't know how bad things were at that stage. It was more of a gag than anything, you know. It was always Chicago's a, gag. a dangerous place to uh, play them sort of pranks. It it, it it's weird. Ah, it, oh, listen, I was going to save this for my rant, uh, but Americans are. Or like I, I was saying, I was a fool. Americans are idiots, man. Americans are like, like you, you get some people who are normal, but they're a minority. Like uh, I was there, I was working in kitchens with lads, and you're saying like, oh, Chicago would be a dodgy place for that. The people, the majority of people wouldn't be up for that type of crack, but the people who are are like 100% brainwashed, devout. Do you know? <laughs> like I was taught, I worked with a fella called Kenny. I actually worked with a fella called Kenny and a fella called Kent. And Kent has been posting stuff about 5G lately. <laughs> and Kenny tried to tell me that Texas will break away and it'll last longer than California when California breaks away because Texas has water and all, all, all this crazy stuff. They're idiots. Yeah, that's I, 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 I was there for three months. I, I wouldn't be living there. Yeah, that is pretty. Do you know? like, I'm, I'm Not with Tommy Pickles in the White House anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I uh, I thought that before with like Americans, like like their opinions are all just based off of like some Alex Jones shite they've watched or some like really biased stuff. Like I, I always thought that's why Americans are so attached to like NFL because like NFL is just worked off stats. Everything's pretty much fact. You can kind of say what's going to happen in the next game. If you look at the past like 10 games, because someone has so many yards and on average, you're going to get this many yards. 
So like they don't have to work off opinion. They just have to like look back and like this is what should it's, happen. It's it's a tough one because you'd be talking to Yanks and they'd be saying stuff like, Oh, it's the best country in the world and they have freedom and stuff like that. And then you'd say, Yeah, but like you can't go to the doctor. <laughs> and I, I know lads who I know a mate of mine came back from New York there and he said he was talking to people working, he said they were like, Yeah, no, like we can't afford it, but like we have the best doctors in the world. And he was like, yeah, but like, what difference does it make if you can't afford it? And it's like, well, that's a price we're willing to pay to be the best. And it's like, they're that stupid. But then at the same time, you mentioned NFL, Shawnee. I bought, I bought Madden a couple of weeks ago, and I'm terrible at it. I don't understand the tactics. It's really hard to understand. But like, if some eight-year-old kid is able to understand Madden over there, like maybe I'm, maybe I'm the stupid one. But uh, there's definitely some weird ambiguity. Like they're, they're, they're idiots, but I think those sports are pretty hard to track. Yeah. I you know? I think I think it's hard to learn most sports if you <laughs> don't grow up with it. Oh, and you're a Bears fan, I see. Yeah, that's I went to, I went to one NFL game when I was there and it was a Bears and Broncos uh friendly and I understood sweet fuck all of it. <laughs> <laughs> the cha- the one thing they do wrong over there is the chants. The chants are terrible. They're they're doing chants that like are from the 1920s, and it's like real cringy, uh, awkward stuff. And not the breaks, the 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 chants and that are terrible. But I haven't no knowing the sport now and enjoying it. I missed out on the Super Bowl party that you went to, Shani. But uh, oh, yeah. Monday uh, Club, Monday Club, With uh, Kenny and Eric Hogan and Glenn. And Glenn. <laughs> Glenn showed up in the morning, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'd like to. I I would like to go to them again. But yeah, now I, I I became I said I when I came home I'd be a Bears a Cubs and a and a Bulls fan. I wasn't too knowledgeable of the Bulls, but I'm watching that last dance at the moment and uh, oh yeah into that. That's I'm the biggest that, propaganda I've ever seen in my life. That last you're dance. you're 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 a big you're a big uh, basketball fan, Paolo, are you? I'd, well, yeah, I'd like it there. Yeah. yeah. Think think about basketball. I just don't like say someone does like a class move and gets like two points. Like everyone's like cheering for that for like ages, and they'll show highlights. But like, there's so much scoring that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it's kind of like, uh, like say if you get a savage dunk or something. It's like you know if you don't make someone in football, like everyone starts just cheering and that, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of cheering. Yeah, awful lot. They're right, they're sitting pump. right in the court though. Do you think that would work in Ireland? Like in uh, America, they don't gamble as much. If you have lads sitting in the front row in an Irish one. You're going to have some person like, you're not even trying. <laughs> you know? And getting up and probably trying to hit your man. Like there should be a barrier between the athlete and the... And yeah, the, but the people the in the front row in America are like celebrities paying like five grand to be there. So, you know, they're not going <laughs> to start kicking off though, a bit or something. Yeah, yeah or it'll be a bit more dangerous, I'd say. Yeah, completely. <laughs> even at football matches in Ireland, like the abuse the players get is mad. Like I'd stand right beside them and... Oh. They know everything about their families and all. They're just shouting pure abuse at them. I can't imagine like a basketball and all. Yeah, it'd be horrible. I was actually, uh, I was watching a show called QB1 where it follows uh, kids in their high school when they're like quarterback and they're high prospect to be really, really good at it. But it was this lad called Jake Frum and he was breaking all the state records and like just smashing out of the park and like historical records. And uh, he was in the draft this year, like went through college and all. And he was the 176th pick. So, like, that's how good you have to be to be, like, in the NFL. If he's, like, breaking all the records, like, and doing everything just in his state, it's just not, it's not good enough, like. 
you the have NFL to be is bad. like you can be like a sixth round draft pick or whatever can't you and you can just end up being like one of the best ever yeah like, like it's just, just i'm pretty sure brady wasn't first first draft pick when he yeah he's like 250th pick yeah it's mad over like it's just random <laughs> yeah but uh like if you had to be that good like there's so many kids and like so many pushy parents like you're definitely just like you got to be in the NFL. You're gonna work for this family. <laughs> you're get it. And then, I wasn't and then, in the NFL, so you're gonna be in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to I was saying to Bollard the other night. Do you think that those pushy parents? Do you think there's gonna be esports equivalents of them? <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's gonna be parents like forcing their kids to play? Like fucking Fortnite or <laughs> Call of Duty or FIFA for hours upon hours. Yeah. The, like, the money's there. If they want to get desserts, like how many wins do you get today? Oh, it's less than ten. No, you know it's like it's like they're not getting they're not getting dinner. If they get a, a KD below two or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's just like thing. You have to get ten wins a day, and you only got eight, so you stay back from school, and you're only going to school when you get them two extra wins. <laughs> Slaving away. I think it's possible. Yeah. Why not? What, uh, what's to say that's not even a thing in like Korea where that's big now? Yeah. Do you see it's a big thing in Korea where uh, the lads just aren't leaving their houses and there's going to be a big population problem soon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think that's, I think that's the dictatorship in the North, Sean. Uh, oh, oh, I thought They're not allowed to leave the houses <laughs> at all unless they're told to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not something to make light about. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think that's like Korea and Japan. There's lads who are just are pretty much pathetic. <laughs> not not, not leaving their houses. Not 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 not, uh, not being sociable. Lads are getting heart attacks, like just sitting there playing PlayStation. <laughs> like, it's it's there's there, I I I don't get that. Like at least you know you have Earl Woods and Tiger Woods. Like okay, Tiger Woods didn't have a ch- childhood. But he became like the best golfer forever, and then you did the same with like Mike. I suppose Michael Jackson's a, oh, it's an edgy hour on the podcast now. <laughs> but, like he became like whatever an unreal dancer, musician. But like, there's something tangible there. Like there's there, fair enough. There's they have scarred psyches, but there's something came out of it. Whereas like, if you plug out the PlayStation, that kid's just gonna be nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a shell looking around them. <laughs> Probably still pressing the buttons <laughs> and nothing coming up, you know? Visualizing it. They'll become Morse code operators or something in a post-corona world. I, I don't know. There'll be nothing for them. Only time they'll leave the house is a uh, virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends, uh, David Rourke's playing a lot of Skyrim virtual reality. Like Dragon's Chase, you know? <laughs> That's, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to like with the remote, just swing your sword. <laughs> uh, imagine, like, I, I'm surprised they haven't uh, developed something where, like, you wear it and it's just like you get a little shock or something. They have you playing COD and you're getting shot from behind and hitch in the back. You'll just get PTSD. I think I, Simon Holland was telling you, you just get PTSD. It'd be terrible. <laughs> the only thing you should be using that VR for. Is like situations where you didn't say the right thing, and then you turn around and you're like, "I should have said that," and I would have came off like really smart. Do you know, if you can <laughs> practice those situations on VR, you know, oh, you, you you'll be as witty 
as good as they get when it comes to real life. But you won't have any friends to say it to because you're on VR all the time. <laughs> uh, I think actually, I remember I was shown something in college. It's like some idea Facebook we're looking at where you wear VR and you go into a chat room and like you're talking to people like and you're wearing gloves and all. I, I said it was like a bit sad. No, but like people are really buying into it and uh, like oh if i want to like talk to my friends like across town i just have to put on my vr goggles and say hi like i just i think it's too far i think it's a step too far but you gotta not. you gotta think what's in it for zuckerberg <laughs> tinfoil hats on yeah. <laughs> you know, how much yeah. money is he making out of all of this at the moment him and bill gates them putting up their 5G towers. You know, <laughs> Facebook stands to benefit from that. <laughs> uh, what What do you make of 5G towers, Mark? I, 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 I don't, I don't have any opinion of my own. Uh, so I'm just gonna. Re- no, no, I'm only joking. Uh, I was, I was listening to Tony Cantwell. Uh, I, you know, Shawnee, I'm a big fan of his podcast. He's yeah. a, a lovable loser. But he was saying, he was saying. All right, if people like Gemmo, sorry again, highly litigious. If 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 some people are like not abiding by social distancing rules and saying it, going to five G protests and stuff like that, that's not on. And I I'd sort of agree with this. But if you if you're skeptical of five G, like if you're just like maybe they should you know look into is putting five G mass towers beside someone's gaff safe, that's probably warranted. I'm like protesting them for COVID. Yeah, that's tick. That, like they should be locked up, <laughs> straight up straitjacket. But like, I remember when Airgrid got brought into Rush. Uh, oh crap! They're gonna sue me as well now. Uh, <laughs> when they brought Airgrid into Rush, I remember people saying that like having the interconnector in the town was gonna give people illnesses and stuff like that. You know, mm. I, I I suppose they always have they do their due diligence when they bring these things in. I don't really care. Yeah. Would, I- would you like to be living next door to a 5G tower? Yeah. <laughs> Probably better than your neighbors at the moment, Sean. <laughs> Very harsh on yourself, Mark. Very harsh. <laughs> but um, no, relating it, you're right. Relating it to COVID, like saying, no, it's not COVID. This is 5G that's attacking us. Uh, no, that's tick. Yeah, just pure tick. Like, <laughs> they're just coming up with an excuse. Otherwise, it'd just be a conspiracy if, like, there was no COVID that 5G might be. Those people, those people will take the slightest hint of evidence on their side. They'll be like, oh, you know, one of the papers about it said, you know, it's not 100% certain. So, <laughs> you know, but, but like if you said, oh, no, but we've got mountains of evidence on the other side, they'd be like, ah, oh, you know, that was written by Zionists or some, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. some weird stuff. Like yeah. they don't look, they don't weigh it up. Yeah. Like I think if you went back like five years, all right, I think this is how tick people are getting at the moment but if you went back like five years and looked at the same conspiracy theory videos they'd have like only a couple of thousand views but this like the very same conspiracy theory videos are in the millions right now like everyone's just has their tinfoil hat on for some reason like they're getting way bigger if you watch if you watch your man all gas no breaks on youtube he's he's only a new newly found comedian well he's going to all these weird conventions in america like flat earth and lockdown protests and all this, that and the other. And he interviews them. Like they think he's sincere media or whatever, but he's just taking the piss. But all of them, the, the link between all of them, the UFO conventions, the, 
Jesus, I'm like Eddie Bravo here. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm already a, t- you know, fucking nut job as it is. It, all those UFO flat earthers, lockdown protesters, all the, the link between all of them, it's not a funny thing at all. It's, they're all anti Semitic. They all think it's like a Jewish conspiracy or something like that. Very worrying stuff. And it's all in America. It all starts in America. Hmm. I, I never get the uh, Jewish. Uh, conspiracy theories that, like I, neither do i yeah i don't get it everyone just seems to have it in for them like constantly when the real answer is it's people from scaries <laughs> <laughs> the clear evidence there <laughs> how do those blue wings get to everyone's house <laughs> uh, yeah is that essential i don't know it's essential I, if you want the bit of cloud on instagram yeah yeah yeah, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna show off, nobody who's getting the Harbour Bar is taking pictures of their meal. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nobody who's getting joy. There, there is a debate. There's the odd debate on Twitter about whether what's better, Joyous or Susie's. But none of those people are taking pictures of their Chinese. No, because it's still food and rush. <laughs> but if it's if it's you know, golden wings from the fucking Scary's Lords. Oh, it deserves to be fucking taking a picture of. That's a brilliant point, Matt, because I see people take picture of their olive as well. <laughs> like, you know, uh, Olive Garden's Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Constantly. So, yeah, take pictures of what you get in scaries, but by God, don't take pictures of anything you get in rush. <laughs> That's going to get slandered. It's, 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 it's simple. It's this, it's, it's a Catholic and Protestant thing. Like it's like being a, sh- it's a, it's you know being ashamed of taking a picture of anything in rush, do you know? Like like if pe- people probably take pictures of stuff they get in Jerry's, just cause, I don't know children <laughs> scaries. Uh, the- Here's me going to the bottle bank in scaries. <laughs> notions, notions, notions. Yeah, the when I think about it, the amount of things people buy in scaries, like uh, I think there's something the. 33 bar i think there's a new cafe there i've seen people pull posted there like even it's very rare i saw a skinny batch while it was up and going there's a like there's a new cafe uh what's cafe it Bird? Bird day. Yeah. yeah i haven't seen a picture i haven't seen one picture no Don't know what, for, no no need for a picture what color is their cup I don't people, know. people in russia are too busy living in the moment you know <laughs> a pre, a pre, a, you know a little bit more cultured watching i i'm very disappointed we didn't get to have this podcast in where it usually is by the way yeah, you know it is a shame. You can name the a few scales from. The, I, I I don't want to give them the business. <laughs> but, but they used to be lobster races in there. Do you know stuff like that? If 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 that wasn't scary, lads would be recording it. But there actually, lobster races in there. I was told there was lobster races in the in the jacks there on tiles, <laughs> and that's how it'd be constant like, like clickety clacketing, and it'd just be lads fishermen like racing lobsters in the jacks. <laughs> like they, you know that's it that's probably why that stuff doesn't happen in rush because everything was just so mad that you know what's the point in what's the point in taking a picture of a set of wings when you know you have a boat crashing into an island just off the beach you know <laughs> or a fucking i i don't know lo- lobsters racing there if, if or, the or a fucking racing. oscar nominee just going down the street to collect his dog being minded do you know <laughs> Who are you talking about there? Uh, Brendan Gleeson and the uh, Brendan oh, Gleeson. Yeah, yeah. His wife is from Rush. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. There's actually a yeah. They are seen a lot around Rush. No one really goes up to them because we're too living in the moment. 
That's an Irish thing, I think. Yeah. I was once in I was once in <laughs> I was once in an elevator with Neil Jordan holding a copy of the Michael Collins book that said on the front of it inspiration for the Neil Jordan movie and um, I didn't even fucking say to him like oh you know I enjoyed the the movie or oh, I love your work or anything like that just no <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a big anecdote yeah, where was that? Where did you see him? In Chicago or something? No, no, in Dublin Air. D- somewhere you're more familiar. Both of you are more familiar than me. Dublin Airport. Yeah, a place, a place, a place that seems to be where where the Dossers dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Fallow uh, had his places to Doss. I'm sure I had mine. I wouldn't call it Doss. I'd say you know recover from all the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> but see, once you once you have a union. Once you once you're unionized, you're laughing. Yeah, uh, I, we were actually uh, <laughs> always uh, lied to, saying if you don't join the union, you don't get the union benefits. Like every year, but every year we didn't join, and every year we got the union benefits. So uh, they're always trying to call us out on it, but you know we stood firm. You see, once you're in a union, though, you can play stupid. You can go if they ask you to do anything you don't really feel like doing, <laughs> you just say. Uh no, listen, I'm gonna have to talk to the union about this. You know? Oh, I didn't do that right. Oh, sorry. Take it up with the union. <laughs> you're you're pretty much set like. Uh-huh. In like in Ireland, it's very hard to sack someone as it is. Yeah. That's actually very true. Unless they're like stealing or threatening to kill someone or sexual harassment. That's about it. And the sexual If you think <laughs> if you think that they're suspecting you of stealing pretend to be stealing and get them to call you out on it <laughs> and then get them on a, a defamation case <laughs> and you know who's going to pay for your trial the union genius <laughs> not the other thing sean though if you're doing that in work that's it you should be yeah. oh yeah union's, no, not, union's not. not union's not going to stand by that unless you're in the actors guild in uh, hollywood <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Well, not don't even don't even do it anywhere. I'd say no. That's if, if what's the cheese was to take a stance on anything, I'd say yeah. I'm not putting the ball in your court to make that statement. <laughs> but it yeah. would it would be bad to not be you know to be seen on the wrong side of that argument. <laughs> you have to be on the right side of that argument. You know, it's not being on the right side of history. If uh, anyone wants to attack us on the me and follow wear like me too t-shirts or something next time on we could say we're wearing them actually this is this is audio this is audio i've already got mine yeah oh yeah sure nice one Bella. thanks <laughs> <laughs> this is what a feminist looks like sort of thing but uh yeah i think we're cutting close to intermission unless you want to talk about asia you traveling to asia didn't you I did. I did in 2016. How many KFCs uh, did you go there? I got KFC a bit. KFC is pretty good over there. (laughs) Uh, I didn't get it nine times in 48 hours. And I got the times wrong there, Louis. I know I did. And I didn't leave reviews on Facebook. But uh, over there, it's really a case of if you go to the chains, you're not going to get food poisoning. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't. I had very. Few, I don't like noodles. I've only gotten into Chinese in the last two years, 
and at that it's pretty basic chicken curries. Like, I, I, I wasn't too big on the food over there. The KFC was good. There was toasted sandwiches you could get in the shops, and I was all over that. Uh, also, like going to drinks, I didn't drink out of any of like the little like you know fucking cups or whatever they had over there. They'd serve you a drink in a bucket, and you get it from a stall. And one of the stalls had a tricolor and IRA written on the side of it. And I thought, all right, well, that's clearly the Irish bar. So, <laughs> you know, I'll drink out of the buckets there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's a, it's a weirdo spot. Very cheap. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just that you said the same thing about Asia as you did in uh, Hamburg. If, yeah, man uh, of the world. <laughs> yeah, like you won't get food poisoned if you go to James. <laughs> you it's don't, just once, a common once, excuse. Once you leave Rush, you can't really like you know take comfort in the quality of the food you're being served. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're, uh, but like if you're buying from Tesco, like a lot of it's not. Most from of it's Rush. coming. It is most of it is from Rush. Most of it. I would yeah, say most of it. Yeah, if you see the posters for the farmers who are growing food for Tesco, they're most of them are from Rush. Or a few, <laughs> a few of them are from Rush. Yeah. Now, I doubt the, you know, the fucking uh, Brillo pads are from Rush that you buy in Tesco. <laughs> you know, Maybe, there's probably some connection to Rush there. <laughs> or the packet of, packet of Maryland cookies or something. They're not coming from Rush, but yeah. You take That's the a risk. big shoe. Yeah, you take the risk. I don't think any of the biscuits are made in Rush. <laughs> I think you could rank by aisles most of the things that aren't made in Rush. But are they connected to Rush? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> are they connected to Rush in what way? They're all stored in the, uh, what is it? I want to get this right. The ninth biggest usable space building <laughs> in the world. Unfortunately, it's tent. Oh, the tenth largest, the tenth largest building in the world by floor space, just out just out in Turvey, the the Tesco warehouse. Yeah. The first two being the Boeing factories in America, and the third one being Mecca. Uh, if you don't know what that is, read up. Wine. <laughs> uh, but and the other, I don't know what the other ones are. But, you know, hopefully, I, I don't know if that Tesco one went from 9th to 10th because someone was messing with a forklift, you know? <laughs> I heard some stories. Yeah. I don't know if they're true. Like, it, like we only see this on Wikipedia, don't we? Like, it, how official is that? Was someone from Scary's get on and edit it? Or? If I, if I, you know, maybe there's guys who are, like, working in the tourist office in Mecca and thinking, oh, we're getting a little bit of tr- trouble here from the Tesco warehouse. <laughs> Again, if someone was to cause damage to the Tesco warehouse, it'll drop in rate ranking, leaving mm. Mecca and the Boeing boys safe. Do you know? <laughs> and like, that's in the middle of nowhere. They could easily add to that uh, number. They already have. I think they're in the, I think they're in the, in the middle of doing that. You think so? Yeah, no, like, I, I, I was told. And there's not even, a, <laughs> <they were told. laughs> is there even a, a sign there or anything? Like, how did someone find this? There's a how? sign. There is signs. There, there is, is signs. there is there is signs when you go up by the flow garage. Oh, I, I've never seen Jesus, a sign. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be something that catch my attention. It's a good thing this is a rush podcast, not a a turvy uh, <laughs> dual carriageway podcast. <laughs> Roundabout <laughs> podcast host wrecked. <laughs> Must watch. 
Uh, yeah, um, will we go into intermission, Val? Yeah, I think we should uh, take a break. Okay. okay. Clearly, put your feet up, have a, have a little rest, and then we'll get back to business in a few minutes. Cool. How's that sound? Sounds good, yeah. Talk to you in a bit, lads. He's in a John's a keen John's a keen listener. Yeah. Mm. He he's he's big he's big into it. What he's getting uh, is he getting into skateboarding? I see him at the front sometimes. He got he got a skateboard, uh he's getting one delivered in the post. Uh he's getting one delivered in the post, but he's using an old one that he got in the shed and he's big into it. He said to me that a skateboard say a five K skateboard, I don't know, around the town is a harder workout than a cycle. But you're just moving the leg. Maybe. There's tense in your legs when balancing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, but he's a big proponent of it. I think it's a little bit American. Very I American. wouldn't I wouldn't do it myself. I have no balance. <laughs> Started off. But uh like if you're in a, if you're in like Canada or America, it's a pretty normal thing. You see some mm. guy skateboard skateboard past you don't go, what a prat. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. In a in a Limbio I'm actually noticing Neddy. I thought it was just us, but everyone's getting deliveries now. Whenever like a postman comes in, like everyone's just at their doors waiting for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the uh, like uh, we still haven't really nailed that down in our house. James has been wait- James has been waiting on a haircut set for uh, about six weeks now. So we had John cut the hair, and that's why the back of his head he looks like a an old monk. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. old lad has like a raw blade from like here down, Valo. <laughs> what? Uh, where do you order from? America. All right, that's why. Right. <laughs> why do you no. get from there? It would have been like just as cheap from Amazon. They, 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 they don't know how to do online shopping. <laughs> they're, not, they're not good at online shopping. Okay. Uh, but like, I don't know. I'd only buy from UK and Ireland. Buy yes, lo- local. <laughs> I'll give them my fucking money. No, because like I, I, got, I got... Actually, this is a pretty good COVID one. I got an... an when you told me to buy a jersey from DH Gate... I ordered one at the start of December and it came in February. And it right. was around the time COVID was like, okay, this is a pretty bad thing in China. <laughs> and it was like, it had the address and a load of Chinese on the package. So I looked up the package it came from to see how far away from Wuhan, this is how, <laughs> it was, how far away from Wuhan the jersey had originated from. And it was like a 10 hour drive. So I was like, okay. This should be good. Now I haven't taken it out of the packaging, and I'm not going to go near it. But uh, <laughs> I was I was worried that like that could have brought COVID, and then it would make me sick, and then it all spread, and they'd say it was my fault. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of an overreaction. Are you more fearful that people are going to get sick, or that they'll blame you? <laughs> uh, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> uh, but uh, what jersey? It would put it would put Rush on the map, though. So you know you gotta. <laughs> That's true too. That's true too. And in any way, put Rush on the map. Whether it's winning the cricket World Cup, or if it's spreading COVID, we might save that for the rant. We might save that cricket World Ooh. Cup for the rant. Okay, okay. Have a few go. rants then. No, I thought I, I thought we we're just going. I'm tr- I'm I'm trying. I'm thinking. I I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I don't like people who I don't like when the pad, Paddy Losty is linked to the voice message. Because that's not him. Mm. That Maureen in the fry, that's not him. Yeah. Then, like, it's very niche. And then also, 
people who were beefing that RIC commemoration, I was I went on a big rant on that with Louis and Kiki, but I'm not doing it on this podcast because <laughs> Liam Costello and Rob Costello listen to it, and I I just can't afford to bring that up. <laughs> uh, so I, I I don't know. Like yeah, Owen Morgan, I say fair play to him. Put Rush on the map. <laughs> people who beef him just haters. <laughs> Big haters. Were, was there anyone in Russia who actually hated him for doing that? Well, like, not for doing that, but yeah, like, loads of lads hate him. I'd say, yeah, I'd say that would be. But like, I think it's fine. Like, it's, he's from. It's, it's a rush man. Yeah, he, he's but he's a seller because he plays for England. <sighs> but does he live in Eng- England now or something? Oh yeah, like he's lived in England since he was like sixteen. Then don't mind him. With the amount of English players we have, uh, for That's like different. soccer and stuff. That's how's that different? Because that benefits us. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. If you live there, like, that's the same with Gav. If you live in a different county, you play for that county now. No, I think lads drive home to play for county. Do they? Listen, I'm, pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can, you can at least you play can, for that. You can, because if you were in the guards and they transferred you up to Dublin, you'd play for Dublin back in the day. Yeah. So you could transfer now, but like, I think for... Like to save face, you always play local. Um, okay, so we move on to the accent there. Now that we're back, um, Sean, do you want to let him know who's gonna imitate today? He's yeah. having biscuits. He's having biscuits. Okay, Sean's mm. eating. I'll let him know. You um, started the first and second half eating biscuits. So I saved it. <laughs> Good. Go. So Mark, you're gonna be Steve Irwin. Okay, so a nice Aussie accent. Yeah. Uh, throw a few animal reference in. Whatever suits you. Okay. And we're basically going to ask you a couple of opinion questions, you know, about the town. You're going to give us your answers. Does that sound good? Sounds very good, mate. <laughs> I, I, I'm terrible at the Australian accent, but I'll, give, I'll it give it a, a shot and I'll try and do Steve uh, justice. Uh, <laughs> if I'm making any animal references, I'll try and be as uh, respectful as possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go, Valo. Okay, so first up, which is the best beach in Rush? Croc, you stingray. <laughs> <laughs> no. The best beach in Rush. The best beach in Rush. Oh, it sounds like an English person. The best beach in Rush has to be. Oh, it's English. Just go with good, day, it. good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> the best beach in Rush is the South Beach. North Boy. Beach. South Beach as a beach, mate. Oh, it's just English, man. It's fucking tough. <laughs> just, just stick. Crikey, crikey! The South Beach is the best beach because, as a beach, it has better water. There's no, there's no shit pummeling in from the, from the sewage pipes. Ah, uh, come on, keep it up. Yeah, let's go. Crikey! The the South Beach is better than the North Beach as a beach, but the North Beach is better as a rush beach because you've got stories about like Jack the Bachelor, uh, you know, uh. Uh, who do you have? Luke Ryan, you know, Pirates, Smuggler's Cave. You've got the Martello there, Germanic. I'm doing a really bad impression again, I know. But the South Beach, as a beach where you chill out, you know, go for a swim, nice views of Lambe, Lambe being the main thing. You got to go for the South Beach. It's, it's the South Beach, mate. Shrimp on the Barbie. I can't <laughs> do it, man. It's very like EastEnders. I know it's gone straight to England. I I suppose that's where Australian accents come from initially, yeah. originally. Yeah. But I I ah, it's very. I, I'll I'll keep it up. But yeah. Have 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 a go. Uh, okay. Uh, you're a fond uh, patron of Walsh's. What do you think the top three roughest nights of the year for that pub is? 
Crikey, mate. <laughs> One thing I can say. Crikey, the three wildest nights in Walsh's. Well, hear? you know, it's like, uh, it's like going toe-to-toe with a stingray. <laughs> Some of those nights. <laughs> uh, you know, or it's like, you know, you see a few mad crocodiles in there in the pool room. Uh, I'd say, you know, Christmas Eve, the All-Ireland Final, and uh, probably New Year's Eve, depending. Yeah, maybe the old bank holiday. I'd say Christmas Eve for sure, though. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm actually not that big on Walters. Uh, oh. On those nights, I prefer to be a little bit more like one of those uh, sl- slots and chill out in the lounge at the drop-in, have a few nice pints of you know, gin, and then sneak into Walters when things are really heavy and people think you were there the whole night. <laughs> I, because I can't wait 40 minutes for a drink you know it's like being out in, it's like being out in the uh, out in the bush That's it. I don't know <laughs> uh, yeah I actually think the uh, the most wild night I've ever had in Walsh's was after Robbie Brady scored that goal uh, against uh, Italy what was the wildest night you've ever had in Walsh's I was, at, I, was, I was at that night no, I was at that day. I went to Walters. I watched the game. You know, we were all screaming like a bunch of hyenas. <laughs> and uh, then I had, this is the most rushed thing. I had to leave after the game to go to the blessing of the graves. <laughs> did so, you come back? I, I did, yeah. So I went out that night, but I had to go to the blessing of the graves after the game. So within 30 minutes or so, it went crikey, mate. It went from screaming, drinking pitches of, of uh, I think Budweiser or something in Walters to listening to that shitty gramophone that they haven't updated since the 60s in White, Whitestown. <laughs> but Wildest Night in Rush, the night of the, the, night of the Leeds uh, pub crawl was a pretty wild one. That was when we went as a Leeds team from pub to pub. Besides that, probably the day in the All Ireland this year. Oh, Paddy's Day last year. Has to be Paddy's Day last year. It was my first year on the driveway, Nyla's driveway. This is just an English accent, lads. I'm tr- I'm trying, but I don't. I don't, It's it's tough. We we were all at Nyla's driveway, mate, and then we went to Walters that night, and it was the night where certain people were thrown out three times in the one night by Joey. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, what about best chipper in uh, or best takeout in Russia? What do you think of that, Steve? Crikey, I wouldn't order the seafood. Uh, <laughs> this is really, try this, this, this. I hope, last one, I hope last his one. family aren't listening to this. Uh, I don't think it's likely. I are we talk? Okay, pre-COVID, I always went to Rocco's. You got to go. I, every Friday and Saturday night, like a slippery eel, I was going into Rocco <laughs> to get in my snack box. You know, that's how nature works. It's all repetitive. It works like a poem. It's just rhythms. <clears throat> Genoa is pretty good. I'm actually, I've, I had a bit of a falling out with the staff at the uh, Haldi, but we've reconciled all our differences and I actually love the Indian. If I was to refer back to a, a past uh, podcast, with Luke Hosford, I would love to have a dinner with Sprite because we had the exact same taste on everything Indian. Uh, 
big fan of Indian. I would probably say I'd actually go for a nice takeaway to my house. I'd go for Haldi. But if I'm going to a chipper, I'd now go to Genoa because Rocco's gone. Okay. Well, you can put away the accent now. Thank you. Jesus. Uh, a great job. Uh, like I, I, the pirate one from last week, I would have been good at that. But the Australia, <laughs> I've never been good in an Australian accent. <laughs> would you have been able to do the specifics of it, the Captain Barbosa? Yeah, I actually know how he. Yeah, I know yeah. how he talks. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a very niche one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We actually, yeah, uh, we came unprepped with the accent there. It was like during this, Fallon messaged me and saying, "Shit, we don't have an accent." I was like, "Oh, bollocks!" And uh, I think, I think, I think people will take the shit. Uh, impression with the sort of ins- insensitive jokes and they'll, they'll wake it up and see if it's worthwhile. <laughs> the, the gags, we'll call them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you call I think we have to hit the mailbag right now because we have so many questions. Like, I'm talking up to 20 or 30 questions. Um, yeah, so I think we actually got a 40. Yeah. But, um, and we're not to make it all to, make, <laughs> to make it easy for editing, we could just like ask it and if it's like you don't want to answer it like we'll leave a gap and we'll yeah, edit it out easily yeah 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 you can you can work with that because i'd say i i knowing louis i know something so, some questions are going to get asked and i'll just say <laughs> not talking about that on the podcast sorry i have so, a private li- i have a private life <laughs> so are you saying sean literally there's go, actually sorry lads there's actually a horse i'm actually there's a horse out my window here <laughs> <laughs> sorry grown horse there's a full, yeah, there's a full, full grown horse in the back garden here. <laughs> Jesus, I never, yeah, no, go on. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I was going to get interrupted by family or something, but it's a wild animal. He must have heard the Steve Irwin impression. <laughs> uh, can you discuss your family's history of putter versati- versatility on the golf course and its advantages? Uh, I, did you say it was a, just the use of a putter? Nothing in relation to skill. Just the versatility. Yeah. You see, I think what, whoever has asked that question, uh, they haven't referred to it as like a, a genetic default that, you know, <laughs> I've inherited and my dad probably inherited somewhere. Uh, every, it, John has also inherited it, sadly, that all of us will use a putter from about 100 feet out, out in the course. Uh, <laughs> my dad has doesn't use irons he has a use has a pitching wedge and sandwich and the rest is all woods and putters he has two putters and two jiggers in his bag and he uses one putter from outside 100 feet another putter from inside 100 feet and it's disgusting to watch but he knows how to do it and I, i've cla- i classic do a derivative of that but then when i play like a parkland course i'm fucked and uh, it doesn't work whatsoever but in terms of the ver- versatility like yeah not everyone can do it and it's it's i wouldn't recommend it it looks stupid you do it with an actual golfer they're going to think you're a fool but when it works off the payoff is unreal when you see when you hit a shot a putt from like 100 feet and it gets you know maybe within 10 15 feet of the pin like they they'll they'll think jesus he's god uh, <laughs> I, I i i don't like the gags he makes on the course but my god can he hit a putter <laughs> uh, yeah it's 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 something that you're just you're it's nearly a gag in itself that like i can't stop using it now because people sort of know us as a family of people who are using putters <laughs> for 100 feet uh but it does work if you're new to golf or if you're just thinking do you know what the cooter's not until the other half of the summer i might as well practice 
Just start hitting the putter where you're going to use a wedge. There's no need for a 60 degree in rush. Links golf. Hit the put. Hit the if you're on the fifth, and you're at the trees, you hit a putter. Don't hit it too hard. Just hit the putter and it'll go. You're not going to go right or left. You're just going to go straight. Yeah. So, sorry. I'm With the putter, do you go all the way back over your shoulder? No, no, no. I done that once and uh, 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 hit a, a man in the chest, uh, <laughs> and he's no longer a member of Rush Golf Club. Maybe as a result. Uh, but uh, but no, you don't do that. You you. You'd go back, if I'm on the podcast here, the lads can see. I only go about as far back as probably maybe the length, the length of maybe like a school ruler away from my right arm when I'm going in. I, there's, not, there's not too much like velocity into it. It's all in the grip you have. If you have a really hard grip of it and you just go, boom, boom, you go fast enough with it, you, you, you might get a bit of a chip with it as well. But oh. no, there's no full swing. If you're doing a full swing, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Okay, good answer. Okay, um, like I'm just like filtering through the questions because I know you won't like some of them, uh, or like by right not answer them. Uh, what's the best mission to do in Warzone? As in, like the best strategy? Yeah, uh, it just says best mission, so probably best strategy. Yeah, well, uh, I got a win last night. Uh-huh. It took us. It took us six weeks to get a win until I got it with Dave about two weeks ago. But uh, yeah, best 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 strategy is like what Louis said last week. You know, you you sort you sort of just go in with the zone. You let the you let the zone move in behind you. The gas. I don't even know if you play this game, lads. I know Sean, you don't, you're not too fond of it, but fellow, I don't know if you have a PlayStation. But the, you go you go in with the gas. Don't do too many scavs. Louis obsessed with the scavs. You don't need that. And you, 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 don't, you don't need to be messing around with fucking recons or anything like that. Don't be doing the scout. Just work in with the zone and pick your fights. Don't shoot anything that moves. Pick your fights. In fact, the game sort of benefits being a coward for about 90% of the time. <laughs> that, that's why I got the, I've gotten wins most of the time. Just let, let someone this else... Is gonna, last minute. Like in work, someone else is going to do it. If you just sit back, someone else will do it. <laughs> and then if you just, you just climb in at the end for the glory... You, you know, that's what I'd say. Don't don't be a hero, even though it's a game where you can be a VR hero. Don't don't do it. I'll try that next time. <laughs> be a coward. Um, all right. So next question is, why does the Easter Bunny have eggs? Because rabbits don't lay eggs. I don't know who asked that. <laughs> that's a really weird question. Why does the Easter bunny lay eggs? Because rabbits don't lay eggs. Why does he have eggs? Rabbits don't lay eggs. Mm. I don't know. You could be going down some Alex Jones uh, <laughs> ra- uh, alien rabbit hole there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe David Icke was right and maybe all these rabbits are just you know lizards. Uh, I don't know where that question's coming from. That has nothing to do with Rush. I, I, brought, I brought this book on Fingal to this podcast today <laughs> where I've highlighted stuff about Rush and all these stories and someone's sending in a question about the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Whoever asked that question, contact me directly. You made a fool of me on air. <laughs> uh, maybe it was a question for the group because I haven't a clue either. I'm glad I asked it though for that reaction. I'd, 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 welcome, I'd welcome your insight, your input on that one, lads. Be robbing the eggs. Someone might have 
eating one of these eggs and it's a genuine medical concern. So, <laughs> okay, will we move on then? Sean, do you have a question? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna fix up to that one, but uh, Plurkin, would you be pro or anti treaty? <laughs> I think that's one of the Costellos asking that one anyway. <laughs> Uh, there's actually a picture in the room. I'm I'm looking at a picture of uh, my great granddad in a pro treaty uniform. So I'd have to say I'm anti treaty. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I I'd be I'd be pro treaty and I'm uh, pretty much a Finnegale supporter. So hate me as much as you want, there, lads. But uh, yeah, no, I'd be pro treaty. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Because uh, actually, I'm, on... I'm willing to. I'm willing to. Under I completely understand the anti treaty view, and it's most a lot of the time there is positives to it uh but no i think at, if i was looking back uh hindsight being 2020 and everything by pro treat uh are you actually getting sick of the things on twitter of uh everyone everyone's either bashing finna uh Sinn Féin or finna Gael, like now everyone's just like one or one side or the other and it's just constant it's all that's it's, it's 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 getting Americanized. It's I don't like you see that's the people give out about this two party Fine Fall Finnegal thing, but at least when one at least when those two are there, uh it stops this whole threat of Ireland going American and being like you got full Sinn Fein type of left situation and a Finnegal right situation and they both go completely like a you know, they, they go to their extremes and then it's like, all right, well you're only one or the other, do you know? And then like as opposed yeah. to what we have at the moment where you have a few other third parties, you got like the Greens and the Sock Dems and that. Uh like I didn't I, I didn't I, I didn't vote for Fine Gael in the last election. But uh like I, I I'm a floating voter. Uh but I, I do I do think it's annoying when you see some stuff on Twitter. You know, Twitter's easy when people are writing behind a screen what they'd say they probably wouldn't say it in the pub to someone's face. I think regardless of the politics or anything like that, I think Fine Gael have done an awful lot of wrong in the in the last government uh haven't said that and i and at the same time i think Sinn Féin have an awful lot of good proposals stuff on housing and cilantro care and that uh also obviously they have their own legacy issues uh i've anyone who's listening to this who's a Sinn Féin supporter i've probably spoken to them about it before uh but they and they also have a lot of good things but i think overall like they shouldn't be attacking people personally a lot of people have a pop of Varadkar, you know because he's gay you know, like there's an awful lot wrong with the man in terms of like maybe his leadership style. Despite I think he's doing quite a good job at the moment, but maybe like how he's spoken about certain people and that in the past. Have a go at him for that, but don't have a go at him because he's gay. And the same thing with like you know your man Ono Breen. He's a pretty good, uh, you know, housing uh, shadow minister for Sinn Fein. Don't have a go at him because he ordered fish or something like that in takeaway, or he ordered like fancy fish or something like that. Uh, like that's stupid. Why are you having a pop at him for that? Have a go at his policies. I, I like. I'm not saying I, I'd, I, I, I wouldn't re- generally like both Sinn Fein, but I wouldn't have a pop at them over personal stuff they do. You know, just have yeah. their policies. So yeah, no, that's the thing on Twitter. I don't care what you say if you're actually reading a, a party's policies and critiquing it, but be willing to have a conversation. You know, Ryan Keegan, he'd be a big man on Twitter for putting up pretty left stuff, but Square's always open to a bit of conversation. You know, he sees both sides. Uh, mm. I think once people are doing that, they're fine. Mm. I, I haven't said that. that. Don't message me with any anything. <laughs> I I think when you start calling out their personal stuff, it, it's getting to like Hello Magazine stuff, where like Leo wore this. 
and or said something like like something nothing to do with their policies or anything like that. It's just like to call that personal stuff. Like I it's said. just it's, it's just stupid. Do you know? Mm. It's like oh my god, you see Hitler wore the same tie clip this week at that rally. I don't know <laughs> what they were talking about, but he looked like a real dunce. Like come on, yeah, hop on. I, I, way. A lot of the people, a lot of the people who put up that type of stuff on Twitter don't even have an interest in politics as well. I see. They're the type of people who are in school didn't even do fucking history or something like that. So I, I, I tend to just, uh, I just tend to not pay attention to the personal stuff they post. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, did I ask that last one, Bello? Yeah. Um, so you'll, you'll like this question. Um, please provide one fascinating old fact about Rush that you think the majority of Rush people don't know. Oh, that's whoever sent that. That's a, that's a great question. Uh, there's a few. Uh, Jesus, where would I start? Uh, there used to be a tennis club. There used to be tennis courts uh, opposite the Panda Inn, behind uh, uh, where Seamus McGuinness's family live. Uh, there was the Moors used to play beside the train station, and you can see the old gate when you go by it. It's all rusty gate. You can still see that. Uh, that's where they played in the thing. Before St. Moors, the GA team was Aaron's Isle. And they won the cup in 1892, I think. Some, some, some league in the 1890s they won. I could actually get it for you right now, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, <laughs> something about Rush, they think. A uh, few famous actors. There's a few famous actors in Whitestown. Uh, have you ever seen a Clockwork Orange? The priest from that, Godfrey Quigley. He's buried in Rush. He was a Rush man. Uh, Mary Keane from Ryan's Daughters from Rush stuff from Rush that people else other people wouldn't know Jesus like you could sort of go for hours uh, <laughs> Rush used to be a trading port with the Romans out of Germanic that mill bank where all the lads go and they like graffiti and shit they, they found like Roman coins and that there that's why you're allowed to walk there uh, even though it's private property because it's like a historical site because uh, they found uh, they found Roman, Roman graves and that on Lambay and uh, they think that like Rush was actually a really big trading port with the Romans. <laughs> I find if you name, I I used to do it with people in college, and they had no interest in it whatsoever. Like just name anything, <laughs> name anything, and I'll link it to Rush. <laughs> oh yeah, a, this, oh, we should have prepared book, for this. This book, this book has a load of stuff on it. Where there was, there was a fellow who died in a concentration camp from Rush. Uh, what's the other stuff? I have Lambe, Dramonic and Rush Harbor, Kinnear uh, House. Christopher Lee was in a in a book. Uh, in a movie filmed in Kinnear House, uh, Ten Little Indians. Uh, oh, the the family who owned. Uh, oh, actually no, the 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 Wallabies on Lambay came to do the gardening work because they didn't want to pay gardeners to do the weeding. But the Wallabies they pull out weeds naturally. I don't, is there enough in that, lads? I think I've given quite a four or five I, things. I feel like we should have definitely prepared for that for a segment. <laughs> Yeah, that could for, be the uh, whole podcast. Yeah, it was just uh, we say things and uh, link it back. If you, want to do, if you want to do that, you can replace some of the stuff we cut out. I'm easy <laughs> with that. Oh, easy. Like, this is new. Is this I, like nearly two hours or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, no, maybe, like, maybe time's not on our side. I, th- I, think, I think there's quite an, an, a lot in that. Uh, like, I, I we don't could know shock I, people with like a three-hour podcast. We could do that. <laughs> uh, people might people might lose interest, especially when I'm spouting <laughs> conspiracy theories. Uh, I think there's I think there's a, there's stuff about Rush there that people wouldn't have, have heard of before. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, the the 
the Brits used to have a pretty big uh, foot and they used to train down in Rogerstown and that. Uh, so Rush wasn't really that big of an IRA town, if anyone was thinking it. There was a, an attack on the barracks on the lower Main Street. but Not like Lusk. Lusk were the real rebels. <laughs> oh, Rush used to be a part of Lusk. Actually, that's a big one. Rush seceded from Lusk. So don't be beefing Lusk, lads. How, how did that work? Can you explain that? Bit? If you look at maps, if you, there, I have, I, there's a website that I got. There's like some Lusk history one. Rush used to be a part of Lusk. And if you look at the old maps, it was Lusk. Uh, and then out of nowhere, Rush just sort of like evolved. But uh, yeah, Rush broke off of Lusk. Jesus. Not that. Jesus. Again, none of that stuff you can really prove. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and you said it all off the top of your head. You even just spoofed. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, no. That is, that's, I, I believe that to be true. But like, again, most of the sources I have for this are, you know, elderly people and pub men. So like, like if you're going to ask me to go to the archives and prove it, like very little <laughs> I can't prove. Like, um, I don't know. They can't really prove it. Walsh is uh, apparently almost as old as America. So, you know, like it, I believe these historical facts. At least I want it. And you know, what's the harm in wanting to believe it? <laughs> it's alternative facts, as uh, as as Tommy Pickles yeah, yeah. would say. <laughs> You're being Tommy Pickles. <laughs> alternative. I got, I got, I got, I gotta give the man some disrespect after everyone coming into this podcast thinking I'm a MAGA hat wearing supporter. <laughs> Tommy Pickles. But uh, yeah, am I asking the next one? Yeah, fire, fire away. I think that was I think yeah, I answer that. I, now I'm only asking this because it was asked twice, like one, like two different people asked the same question. Uh, how's the love life? <laughs> I think that they're they're actually that's Kiki and Louie, but they're playing. They're, they're it's a two pronged. It's a two pronged actually because they're doing it twice themselves. It's like a four pronged joke. Uh, that's two inside jokes. Uh, I don't know. Currently single. If you want to put that in the thing, not an advertisement. People More might be happy. A, a, public, a public service announcement. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, how does Jam Park compare to other courses that you've played? Uh, maybe that wasn't as... Louis and Kiki, and I've ruined it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a stupid joke. That's a stupid joke. If anyone here is Louis or me talking about Jam Park, it's, it's this awkward, it's this stupid idea that like, if you were talking to people who are really into golf and they were like, oh, did you see the course got done up in Rush? You'd be like, yeah, I actually, I play a course out in Swords. And they'd be like, oh, like Swords Open or something. You're like, no, 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 it's a Jam Park. Uh, oh, you don't need a bag of clubs. You don't need that. I just use the one club and it's always in the club for me. And then it'd be like, you're paying what for a membership? I just pay five quid and I get to play in the bar. The bar is right where the course is. It's it's quite a it's quite a creative joke, but uh, that's good. It'll turn people off playing with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell uh, tell the story when you got lost in Bulgaria. <laughs> uh, that's that's probably worth putting in. Uh, that's not a question, by the way. That's more of a command. Yeah. You, might want, you might want to change the criteria for your mailbox because Louis got a uh, Louis got quite a, a rant last week, and now I'm getting uh, someone to tell me to humiliate myself on air. Uh, yeah, no, I got I got lost on the first day because I thought when you wear those big ski pants, I don't know if you've been skiing, but, or like yeah. even in a snowy area, but like 
any time it was snowing in Ireland, if I was just wearing my like tracksuit bottoms or something, if I had my phone or money, if you fall in the snow or something, it gets soaked and your money gets destroyed or your phone gets destroyed. And imagine your phone got destroyed and you couldn't contact anyone in a foreign country. So instead, I just didn't bring my phone and I brought a little bit of money. Uh, and I, 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 forgot, I forgot my balaclava and gloves. And uh, we were going up the, to the fucking like ski school or whatever where you get your skis and your boots and this that and the other but i needed to buy gloves somewhere so i seen the shop that was selling gloves and the sign for it outside it said jones it was jones's ski shop obviously a russian name i thought this was hilarious and in my head to myself i didn't know i didn't say this out loud i was like oh brilliant i'll go and get gloves there i'll tell the lads to wait instead i just turned around to louis and i was like hey louis it says jones went into the shop bought the gloves at an extortionate price came out they were all gone uh and i didn't know how to contact him because i didn't have the phone so i got these english fellas to try and log into my facebook and contact them realized i forgot my password went back to the house to see if there was a house key didn't get into the house because there's no house key Re- went all the way back up some policeman came up to me and was like are you okay my friend and i was like yeah like do you have facebook if i can contact my friend and he's like you you need help my friend uh, so I started I said do you know what every hotel the last time I was in a hotel they all had internet cafes or like little places where you put two quid in you can use the internet that was probably maybe 2006 uh, I went to about four hotels and I was like do you have the in a very sort of condescending way they obviously know what I'm talking about do you know what the internet club or the internet is? and they just laughed at, laughed at me and at the fifth hotel I, I seen Kiki and uh, showed up about an hour late for the skiing <laughs> Made a fool of myself. Well, that was some uh, trip, that story. Yeah. If you want to cut that out because of time, lads, we can afford to cut that out. Oh, no. it will probably keep the end. There's plenty to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a better one to be told in the pub. I'm sorry that someone had to listen to that while they were working out or something. <laughs> or doing anything. Um, why don't you have a dr- your driver's license yet? I'd say that's probably someone who works for me because uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah no I should, probably, I should probably catch on on that mind you you know what, when you're in rush why would you ever need to leave rush you're always a run or a walk or a cycle away from anything you need in rush and uh, you know if you do need to get a lift anywhere well, like why bark when you have a dog <laughs> speaking of that I've, I've seen you running out a lot lately Is that, yeah I mean, we've ne- that. nearly ran into you yesterday Valo oh, good close. thing we didn't or we'd hurt each other oh can you insert like symbols or something there, Sean? Uh, no, uh, yeah, no. I, I've been I've been about the town now for sure since this whole COVID crack started. Uh, you know, May as well. There's nothing else to be doing, and while the pubs are closed, best try to get rid of the, the belly. What are you doing? Five feed, feed it afterwards. Five uh, uh, k, uh, tank five k's on a Monday and. Uh, on the weekend and the rest are 10Ks uh, the time was terrible at the start but classic getting through with it now average and below never never only broken to four minute odd average once and if, if I'm beaten if I beat six minutes I'm happy I'm around five minute odd now oh, you're getting it done that's what counts fair play yeah. always listen to yeah. what's the cheese on a Monday when I'm doing it but I won't be listening to this one <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something psychotic about running Running around the town listening to your own voice and be <laughs> American psycho. <laughs> oh, uh, what do you what do you think of normal people? 
<laughs> I think Louis was, he didn't really paint himself in a positive light by saying he was jealous or like watch it and it makes him sad because they're all happy. Like they're not really that happy in the show. Uh, I think I gave a pretty vivid description to Dave uh, the other day, Shauna. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into normal people on this. It's a good show. Uh, Sally Rooney's a good author. So uh, yeah. Okay. One of the, yeah, it's a good show. Very neutral. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> Uh, not much. Can you see one you want to ask, Valo? Uh, not much. Um, you've probably touched on it already, but what's your favorite Rush story? Uh, Christ, that's quite hard to nail down. Uh, favorite Rush story? I actually. I actually had a list. I had the lads make a list for me, just like, oh, what Rush Story is going to talk about? Because I kept pulling blanks when I was thinking I was going to be on this. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, like, in terms of, like, funny ones, uh, I don't know if I can talk about this because his, his family is still alive. Uh, let me think. I know, you, you're going, I know you're able to cut this out, but I don't want to be wasting your time here, lads, as well. Uh like a lot that's of them are days, a lot a lot of them are like stories you tell in the pub and lads will be like, Oh, that's funny, but really you can't be talking <laughs> about a podcast. Like two of them I have here are about two men who might still have relatives alive in town and they like it's just they kill their dogs. Uh Sean knows those stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> be best to keep them off air. No, let's let's just see. Uh Rush. Best rush story. Do you know what? I, 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 I've, I said so many there that I don't know if I can, I can really nail them down. There's not, there's not really a story where there's, the topic is like Rush. Yeah. Mm. And, 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 and a lot of the stories would be about people who are still alive or they'd have like nephews who might listen to this or something. So I don't want to talk about anyone's family if that's okay. Yeah, we'll just mm. leave that one now. That's grand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a good question though and I should have something. But if I was in a pub, I'd tell you one. But I don't want, you know, just to be putting it out on a podcast. Yeah. Mm. Very last one, I would say. But um, would you ever consider moving to Vancouver? Don't make that the last one. That's 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 Louis. That's Louis making a, a stupid uh, a stupid joke. Okay, okay. <laughs> I right, will uh, get off that mailbag now. So, uh, what are we going on to? Will we let you have your rant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I had a few rants earlier on, and you. You were very nice. You were very kind to uh, accommodate them. Uh, probably a bit of a depressing podcast. Uh, no, I'd say rant, rant wise, I, I found it hard to nail down what my rant was. But people are looking for people are looking for rush talk out of this episode, and maybe they didn't get enough out of me. If they do, if they want to get more out of me, like there there is, I have the book. I also have a, a book on. I'm already talking fucking rush here already. There's there's a book I have on Rush, the, all the stories of Rush and all the old town names and that. If you want to talk about Rush, I'll talk about Rush with you. Uh, but I'll try and link Rush in with my rant. It's This is a pretty uh, divisive topic. Don't be giving on Morgan shit, lads. I know he played for England and he's a Rush man, but he's a great cricket player. Probably one of the best in the world. He won the World Cup. He, he, he got to the highest level he could in his sport. There was no test cricket in, at the, in Ireland at the time when he was playing. He did play for Rush, and he has acknowledged that he plays for Rush. You know, and I think he's thanked all the trainers and all the people in Rush Cricket Club. They were all great. Uh, 
But like, you know, he's not a turncoat. I'm pretty sure his like, dad's English, do you know? And if the option wasn't there in Ireland, what's the problem with going over there? And sometimes, you know, you got to wonder what, what comes first, your town or your country or whatever. He put Rush on the map. It's a good thing for Rush. I think fair play to him. Don't be giving him too much trouble, lads. I like that. I like a personal rant. Yeah. I, I was actually a Rush man, Mark. Uh, would you uh, be annoyed with people who would go around and say there's nothing in Rush, like Rush is shy, and then and then when it's sunny outside, they take a picture and say Rush is the best place in the world. You get people who are like, oh, I can't wait to, I, can't, I, I hate Rush. You know, oh, there's nothing in Rush. Oh, it's Kip. Why was it Kip? All right? You've got two beaches. You've got, I think when you include like the Millbank Theatre, you've got like 13 places where you can have a pint poured for you. All right? When it's sunny, it sure was a holiday destination back before Spain. So you've got Spain and then Rush is basically how it works. <laughs> All else equal. But no, R- Rush is class. And the people who don't like Rush are generally people who are, blo- want a better word, they're blow-ins. And then once they learn about Rush, they sort of get to appreciate it a bit more. Rush is class, lads. Don't, don't be not. That's it, yeah. People who are not going Morgan, get out, get out of here. And people who are not Rush, just go live in Scary's then and eat your blue wings and drink your olive macchinos or whatever. Rush is grand. If, if you could have uh, any business that isn't already in Rush, opened up in Rush, what would it be? Might it be like a bowling alley? Well, sure. I, I, I'd, I'd probably try and maybe... Uh, I'd probably try and bring back something that used to be in Rush. I think if t- Rush had a tennis club, that'd be class. Like, you're just talking like a, a cement, uh, you know, court or something like that. Now, I, I don't play too much tennis. Like, my family would be big, big into it. That'd be a nice club to have. Uh, besides that, I don't know. You'd want to have something to do with, like, uh, sport. I, I, I think it could do with a couple more restaurants. Uh, then, like, a, a Rush museum. Do you know that? I, I, a Rush museum. <laughs> And I'd be the curator and I can say, I, and, and no one can say, hey, that's not true. And I, cause I just say, well, in my, it's my museum. All right. I can say what I want. And if you don't like it, you can leave. Uh, and I know there was already a Rush museum called the good old days, but uh, yeah, I'd want to bring the back something like that. Also just on the topic of Rush, I, I don't think, I think it should be said that it's a small town and everyone does look after each other. And uh, a few lads yesterday, Billy McGuinness, uh, uh, Donna McNamara Sean Daly uh, a, f- a few other lads as well uh, they're all worth mentioning but they done a really good thing yesterday where they, they all waxed themselves uh, to raise money for Pieta House and Billy in particular raised the, uh, waxed the eyebrows off uh, so you know there's small things like that where everyone sort of has a yeah. bit of crack and looks after each other I think it's a good thing uh, yeah, don't yeah. be knocking rush lads I think Jordan Brown raised podcast. a bit of money he did as well and you know there's local acts like that as well uh, Always, always something to support. Uh, okay, so then uh, if you were to recommend anyone to come on the podcast, who would you like to see? Oh, I was thinking about this. Uh, uh, I, th- I think Odongo is still in the run for coming on. And uh, I know eventually he will be on and so will Jess. I think they'll both be great. Uh, I was gonna, there was a couple of people I was thinking that I'd really annoy them by saying to put them on. Uh, but I think I think Kieran Egan would be good, and uh, I think he'd probably be able to add, add add a couple a bit more scales to where maybe I lacked. I, I think Kiki would be a good uh, addition to the pod, yeah. yeah. Okay, see what we can I'd do. Say he'd have a he'd have a lot of stories on uh, 
uh, regulating you and Louis, I'd say. Yeah, like I, I think if anyone's listened to this who isn't familiar with like Aurora betting that, they, they've probably already taken taken from the last two podcasts what Louis and me are like and that Kiki's the bit of sense that just keeps us regulated, yeah. <laughs> Class. Uh, what you got? Also, I was thinking, Clerky, uh, just to kind of wrap this up, unless you have no rant or anything. But um, I, I did yeah. have another rant. My next door neighbor's got a fucking dog, and it won't stop fucking. Dog. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> I heard you're getting a new dog yourself, actually. There's there's talks of a uh, if John if John is listening to this now, uh, he might get a bit of a shock. There is there is talks of a red setter being brought to the house, uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Uh, I could be I could be moving out to the Sandy Hills here, so that just goes to show maybe I'm only as good as a dog, uh, <laughs> you know. But uh, no, there, there is there is there is talks of that. But it's uh, no, it's good to have Benji in the estate, uh, a nice Limburg edition. Yeah, seems very nervous still, but uh, I will keep with him. Keep with him. I hope it gets sunny again because it's extremely windy out there and cold. I don't know if Benji would like that. We've had too much sun lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, what, what do you think of there being uh, tannin beds in Rush? Do you think that's a very Rush thing to have? On I pr- I, I'm pretty sure the first tanning bed invented was actually from Rush. So, yeah, it's good that it's, uh, it's still there. <laughs> I, think it was, uh, I think it was Colonel Palmer used to get tans on uh, the lower Main Street. So, yeah. Uh, that's great trivia. <laughs> Uh, now, now everyone's going to think I'm a liar. <laughs> Those conspiracy theorists are going to take that one freckle of bullshit and be like, "He's all, obviously it's all false." <laughs> oh god, uh, yeah, no, I think we can kind of wrap it up. Uh, Good stuff. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm very happy with that. Did yeah, very well, Claire. Thanks, 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 thanks very much, lads. On. I was, I was looking forward. I'm a regular listener. Uh, uh, you know. Long time listener, first time caller, Joe. No, I really, 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 really appreciate you taking the time to have me on. And let me talk shite about Rush. Uh, looking forward to the next one, whoever it is. And uh, safe to say, I'll be voting in the poll. So uh, keep up the good work, lads. Uh, it's keeping people sane during the uh, lockdown. Yeah. Uh, how long an episode would you want if Odongo did get on? I think whatever time he 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 suggests. He's a busy man, and you know, busy. with technical issues and stuff like that, you know, you you don't know how long it could be. You could maybe do like, you know, uh, several people in one. You could have like the, uh, you know, what's, what's the cheese uh, telethon and just like go to different people. Yeah. If we, we just talk to ourselves and if you're going, you know, who knows a lot about that and call them.